Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, this is Miranda Wright, and this is day 15 of our 120-day Upper Room Prayer Campaign. Today we will unite in prayer against the very prevalent spirit of witchcraft. When we hear the word witchcraft, we often think of the very Hollywood imagery of pentagrams, spells, and incantations being chanted. And while those things do exist and do apply, the biblical definition of witchcraft is more broad and very much more cunning and subtle. The Bible says that in the last days, witchcraft would run rampant. And it definitely has, as the biblical definition of witchcraft is any form of control of the mind, the will, and the emotion, any form of manipulation or deception, whether it be caused by substances, by causing people to come into a dependency to a system or a person or personality, or whether it be done by the sleight of tongue or deceitful lips, or misinformation, whatever the form of manipulation, it is divination because it is causing people to be led by the spirit of error, by another spirit that is not the Holy Spirit who is truth. The Bible says that there will be a great deception in the last days. It also says that if it were possible, the very elect of God would be deceived. And the only way that they are not deceived is by the gift of discerning of spirits granted by the Holy Spirit that God allows them to see through the tactics of the enemy. But God always allows us the choice to receive or to reject, to humble or to harden. He will bring us the truth by way of the spirit of truth, but then it is up to us to receive that truth. Remembering that the scripture is very clear that in the end, many will be damned because, and I quote, they would not receive the love of the truth. In other words, God offered them the truth, but because they loved their unrighteousness, because they loved their comfort, because they loved to follow the leading of that other spirit, because it fluffed their flesh, told them what they wanted to hear and not what they needed to hear. They chose to reject the truth and hold on to the deception. And because of this, God turns them over that they would believe the lies that are being fed to them. Maybe for someone out there today is one of those opportunities because we're going to talk about some biblical examples of witchcraft that are not commonly expressed in the world today that maybe have a grip on you or someone you know and this can give you the weapons of warfare that you need to pray effective prayers or to say I come into alignment with the word of truth and I reject the sorcery that is being played on my mind by the manipulation of divination that is rampant in this generation the bible says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge It's very difficult for the enemy to deceive and manipulate someone who has a grasp on the truth. And the truth is laid out in scripture. This is why when the devil came to deceive and tempt Christ in the wilderness and he began to throw scriptures at him that might cause him to act by the leading of the flesh because the things that the devil said were not wrong, but they were twisted out of context to encourage Jesus to walk by his flesh and not by the leading of the spirit. He told him things like, it is written in the word that you shall not dash your foot against the stone. So why don't you jump? If you're really the son of God, God will save you. 
and Jesus said, we shall not tempt the Lord thy God, he understood that even though what the devil was saying was true, he was quoting a true scripture because the devil knows scripture better than most people. Yet the father had not told Jesus to take this action. Therefore, it would be following the leading of his own will. And he would not have been submitted to the will and word of the father. You can't just go by what people say because they'll quote scriptures and get you completely out of season and out of alignment with God's will for where he has you right now. The devil is great at deception, at twisting the truth. He told Jesus, if you're hungry, turn the bread into stone. Jesus could have, but he would not submit to the temptation of the enemy. He would not be led by any other voice. And when we willingly allow ourselves to be led or when we cause others more specifically to be led by the voice of the enemy or any other spirit outside of the Holy Spirit of the living God, the word of Jesus Christ, it is scripturally witchcraft. In Daniel 8 verse 23, it says, and in the latter times of their kingdom, when the transgressions are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understand dark sentences shall stand up. This is a prophetic word from Daniel speaking of the antichrist to come. But we've mentioned it before that the characteristics of the man antichrist are manifest already in the spirit of antichrist who is preparing the way for the antichrist. So understanding the characteristics of the man helps us to identify the characteristics of the spirit that we not be misled by it because Paul said it is already here among us. Daniel prophesies that he will understand dark sentences. He will be very cunning with his speech. It's a form of manipulation. It's a form of control. It's a form of deceit. He has great charisma. It says, and his power shall be mighty but not by his own power. Remember when we read the passages both about Leviathan and about the Antichrist spirit, which are one and the same, one's just Old Testament, one's New Testament. It talked about how it had a great power. It could speak great, wonderful things and great blasphemous things. It could work in miracles. It could do all of these things, but it was not by its own power. It was by the power of the dragon that manifested through him. His power came from Satan. And this is another scripture that backs that up with the Antichrist or the spirit of an Antichrist. The power that it moves in, though it tries to mimic God's power, it is only a counterfeit of it. There is a limitation of it. We see this even in Egypt when Moses, at the decree of God, begins to work in the signs and wonders and miracles of calling out the plagues and judgments upon Egypt. There are magicians of Egypt, Janus and Jambres, that come and they're able to mimic, they're able to counterfeit these works of God. And every plague that Moses brings by the decree of the Lord, they come and they can mimic. And so the Pharaoh doesn't really take Moses all that serious until around, I believe, the fourth plague, when it finally comes to the point where there's one that they cannot copy. When they reach the height of their limit... But there is no limit to God's power, so his continues to increase. At this point, the people and even Pharaoh began to say Moses' God is for real. And there are great many that can mimic the power of the Holy Spirit. But there comes a point at which the Holy Spirit overpowers. And when that happens, when the kingdom of God steps in and overrules and overpowers all the works of the enemy, including his counterfeits, that's when men will stand back and say, this is truly God. And for many, that doesn't come in a one-time show. That comes in a lifetime demonstration. Because we ourselves are the demonstration and manifestation of the overcoming power of Jesus Christ. 
when our lives show forth his love, his glory, his deliverance, his life-changing power that can testify that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. A life changed is an enemy shame. Be the demonstration. It continues to say, And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and holy people. This spirit, this this person of the Antichrist will war against the holy people and he will prevail for a season. But ever since the days of Jesus, the spirit of Antichrist has been warring against the holy people. And we know the stories of old, the book of the martyrs and all of these great testimonies of these men and women that gave all for the sake of the call, that there have been many an example of this spirit coming with full force against the holy people. Now notice it doesn't just say those who call themselves by God's name. It says the holy people. He comes against the holy people. Those who are set apart. Those who are walking the walk and not just talking the talk. And remember I said it before and it stands true still. The only people who never come face to face with the devil are those already at his side. If you have not experienced the full force of hell coming against your faith, it's because you don't have a faith that scares hell. And any true faith hell fears. And this is where it gets interesting because it says that this man, this power, this spirit, this antichrist, it says through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper, craft to prosper in his hand. We look that word craft up. It's a shortening of the word witchcraft. It means deceit, deception, control, manipulation. He will perform, he will cause witchcraft to prosper in his hand and he shall magnify himself in his heart and by peace shall deceive many. He's coming against the full wholehearted holy people because they have discernment and they know who and what he really is. But all the rest, he's going to manipulate by peace. He's going to manipulate by flattery. In fact, in the book of Daniel, it very clearly says that he will lead many astray by his flatteries. This spirit will flatter you. This spirit will tell you what you want to hear to keep you comfortable in your sin, to get you on its side, to get you warring with him against the true saints of God, the holy and set apart people. He will convince you that they are legalistic. He will convince you that they are fanatical. He will convince you that they are radical. He will convince you that you are right for wanting your compromise and that they are wrong for wanting to worship with their lives. Jesus Christ himself will return and destroy him in the end. But until then, we need to recognize the tactic. We need to recognize this spirit, that we not fall victim to it, and that we know how to pray for those who have. Now, there's a lot of information in that passage, but specifically today, we're talking about witchcraft, the deceit, the deception, the manipulation, the altering of the mind and the will. Every man was created to make a choice. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. The whole reason we were put on this earth was to make a choice. The whole reason there were two trees in the garden was to make a choice. God gives us a choice. He wants to be loved, but you cannot love except by choice. Without choice, there is no real love. We can create a robot that is designed to serve us, but it will not love us. Only something that chooses to love can actually love, and God wants to be loved. Therefore, he has created an environment by which we can willingly choose to love. And anything that violates that will is witchcraft. 
Which brings us to this very important revelation that we have to understand when the Bible says that witchcraft will be rampant in the last days, we have to understand that one of the ways that it is rampant is through the use of drugs. Because in Revelations 21 verse 7, it says, and he that overcometh shall inherit all things. Remember, we talked about how we overcome and I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, all of these sins are equally damning because they all bring you to the same place. So not one is any worse than the other, but the one that we're targeting today is witchcraft. So we have to look a little deeper at that word sorcery there. When you go back to the original text in the original Greek, the word there that was translated into sorcerer is pharmakeus. It's where we get the modern word pharmaceutical or pharmacy. When you break it down to its actual definition, it is the use of any mind altering drug or the one who administers it. Any person that is giving you a drug that affects your mind, your will, your emotions in any way or form or fashion is in God's eyes a sorcerer and any person consuming that drug is guilty of the sin of sorcery. And it says right here in Revelations 21 verse 7 through 8, they are damned for hell. Now this is very serious because there has been a great lie and manipulation that has sold a great many people into this witchcraft. And it's not something people like to talk about. Now are all medications witchcraft? No, of course not. There is nothing mind altering about an antibiotic that you take for a toothache. There is nothing mind altering about getting a staph infection wound cut out or mending a broken bone. There are medications that do not affect your mind. But a great many medications being given today fall directly into the category of pharmacaea because many are no different than the street drugs you buy on the street, but that they come by prescription and dosage. Anything that alters your mind is pharmacaea, and according to scripture, it is witchcraft, and it says that in the last days, this will increase and run rampant. So yes, we see drugs running rampant in the streets. This applies. We also see it very misused, even in the pharmaceutical industries. Evil men led by evil spirits understand how this works. Even Hitler in World War II understood this, and he began to pour fluoride into the water of the people in the POW camps to alter their mind and make them more submissive and passive so that they were easier to control, manipulate, and then annihilate. It is demonic. It is evil. It is witchcraft in the eyes of God. Because what we have to understand here is that Revelations, it was written by John the Revelator by the direct word and revelation of Jesus Christ himself, who is saying, all who do this will be cast into the lake of fire. Are we really willing to risk our eternal souls because some man said it's okay. Beloved, learn to test the spirits and see rather they be of God. Because if you are willing to seek God genuinely on any of these issues, he is more than willing to show you the truth. If the drug or medication alters your mind, it will alter your will. 
which brings us back to what we were talking about earlier, how God desires us to willingly choose to love him, choose to surrender, choose to submit to him, choose to come to that point where we surrender our will to him and say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. I do it because I love you. I do it because I want to. I do it because it pleases my heart to serve you and to please you. And because I have faith in you and who you are, that I trust your will above my own, that I trust your plans for me are good, that I trust your wisdom. I choose by faith to put everything that I am in my very life in your hands. That is a choice that we make. But any substance that alters your mind alters your will and it alters your ability to clearly make that decision. Therefore, by taking these substances, you are choosing to surrender your will to the influence of something else, another spirit that is not the Holy Spirit. And we understand that when we're talking about street drugs, this is, this is pretty basic. It's easy to see how the Bible would label street drugs as nothing different than a spell or incantation or something that would be used in divination or witchcraft because it opens you up to those evil spirits, to the influence and the leading of other spirits that are not the Holy Spirit. It pollutes your temple. It filthies your vessel that the Holy Spirit cannot reside in it, but that any other spirit can walk in and control. So we have to start asking ourselves, are we going to trust God who loves our soul or are we going to trust the person who loves our money with the decisions about what affects our mind and therefore our eternal soul? Have you ever wondered why hard alcohol is called spirits, drinking spirits? We're going to go to the liquor store and buy some spirits. It's not the Holy Spirit you're going for. It allows the enemy to infiltrate because it causes you to lose control. And remember, the Bible says that a man who is not in control of his own spirit is a city without walls. You've let all your guards down. The enemy can overrun you. He can walk right in. Now, moving on into another form of witchcraft, the Bible also says that rebellion equates to witchcraft in Scripture. And this is very subtle because we might ask ourselves, why? How is rebellion the same as witchcraft? Yeah, I can see the use of these hard drugs that take away our ability to maintain control and yield ourselves willingly over to the leading of the Holy Spirit that causes us to be so easily influenced by other spirits. I can see where that is witchcraft, but how can rebellion be witchcraft in God's eyes? To put it to you quite simply, and we will get into this more in depth tomorrow as we pray specifically against that spirit of rebellion, but to put it in simple terms, rebellion is willfully choosing to listen to another voice. It's one thing when we don't know, when we don't understand, and we're seeking the Lord out. But once the Lord makes his word, his will, and his way absolutely plain to us, and we willfully choose to walk in outright rebellion to it, we are willfully choosing to reject the truth and follow the leading of another spirit. It is divination. It is willfully walking by the leading of the demonic. And by doing so, we are then leading others to do the same. Therefore, does God see rebellion equal to witchcraft? The spirit of witchcraft, this tactic of the enemy, was used very much by Jezebel, who the Bible actually called at one point a witch. 
We'll talk more into her as we transition into warring specifically against that spirit and the tactics that it uses. But very briefly, there was a situation where she desired a man's field, a man's vineyard. And by deceit and manipulation, she put forth a decree. She lied against him and sealed it with the king's seal so that people thought that the decree and the word she was bringing forth was coming with the authority of the king, but it was not. Therefore, is she known as a false prophet that moved in witchcraft and divination, in manipulation, in lies and deceit. Therefore, anyone who is moving in false prophecy or anyone who is ministering in the king's name but has not been sent by the king or they're doing it for personal gain or with an agenda or moving in a spirit of witchcraft. Even within the church, even within the laity, anyone who does anything with a personal agenda for personal gain is moving in witchcraft, whether it be for financial gain, whether it be for attention, whether it be for position, whether it be to gain someone's girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it is, if there is an agenda, it is witchcraft. If the Holy Spirit didn't tell you to do it and you do it in the King's name, you are moving in witchcraft. We see this in the story of Paul and Silas. And here's the very important thing to notice about this. Paul and Silas were ministering and preaching. And this woman begins to follow them around for three days, it says. And she was a soothsayer. She was a woman who was a fortune teller. She was prophetic, but she was prophetic by divination. Not by the knowledge of the Holy Spirit or the leading of God, but by divination. By the leading of another spirit, of demonic spirits. And so she follows Paul and Silas around for three days while they're preaching. And the whole time she's saying, these are true men of God who come to show unto us the way of the Lord. She is prophesying. She is proclamating. She is putting forth these words and not one word she's saying is not true. But Paul, recognizing that she is led of another spirit, turns around and says, come out of her in the name of Jesus. And she was delivered from that day forward. And her masters who were making a lot of money off of her got mad and threw him in jail. Now this is very important because the Bible is clear that she worked through divination, yet she prophesied the truth. And many times I see somebody whose life does not bear holy fruit. And this person is obviously moving through a spirit of divination. And then someone will tell me, oh no, they're definitely of the Lord. They gave me a word and it was true. Just because the devil knows something about you doesn't mean that he is for you. Those working in witchcraft will give you a whole lot of truth to make you swallow a little bit of lie. We've heard the analogy of the rat poison. Rat poison is 99% food and 1% poison, but that 1% poison is enough to kill the rat. The rest is just to make him swallow it. Just because somebody tells you something that is true does not mean that it is coming from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says test the spirit because witchcraft will work with an agenda. And this woman, though she was following them and professing the truth, there was another spirit there doing it. Therefore, Paul and Silas knew that there is an agenda. She is here to infiltrate. This devil is trying to convince us that it is one of us so that it can later sow tears to uproot those who are now planted with us. There is an agenda. Trust not every spirit. That's why Jesus never said to judge them by their gifts. He said judge them by their fruit. Judge them by their character, by their life. Does their character line up with the character of God? Does their life line up with the word and will of God? 
People, I am telling you, take everything to the Lord in prayer. I don't care who gave it to you. I don't care if it was a preach from a preacher. I don't care if it was a word from a prophet. I don't care if it was backed up by a miracle from an evangelist. I don't care if it was somebody that had 10 million followers. Whatever you get, you take it to the Lord and lay that before him and let him confirm or reject to let you know if this was from him. I see so many people chasing after signs and wonders, going from service to service and being led so astray, led so far off the path and will that God has for their life because they've not taken time to seek the Lord for themselves. They're looking for somebody else to tell them what to do and the devil stepping in and saying, I'll tell you. Dear hearts, it is unscriptural for believers to follow after signs and wonders. Signs and wonders are supposed to follow after you. In fact, Jesus himself says only a wicked and perverse generation follows after a sign. If you are spending your time in prayer and in the word, the Lord will speak to you directly. And then once you have believed what he has already spoken to you, then he will send signs and wonders and words to confirm. You will not have to go looking for them. Dear hearts, the signs, the wonders, and the miracles are for the lost. They're for the unbelieving. If you truly believe already, then those signs and wonders should be following after you. And yes, the Holy Spirit will give you that word in time and on season to help encourage your heart when you need it or to help correct you back to the path of righteousness. God will send it, but we do not have to go looking for it. We do not have to chase after it. We do not have to seek after a sign like those of a wicked and perverse generation. Those signs will seek after us. People need to stop seeking after the miracle and start seeking the miracle maker. And then the miracle will follow by proxy. Leviticus 19.31 warns, it says, Regard not him that hath familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. In Isaiah 8.19 it says, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, shall not the people seek unto their God? In other words, why are you seeking after these things? Seek God, ask God, and then he will send the confirmation. Again, I've told you before, I am not against the prophetic. I am not against any sign. I am not against any miracle. I am not against the gifts. I believe wholeheartedly in them all. The Lord has used me in them all, but I am against a people that seek after personalities and seek after gifts and seek after signs and wonders when they have no heart for the person of the Holy Spirit by whom they come. Therefore, they are led astray into following witches and witchcraft. You seek God. You seek Jesus. You seek the Holy Spirit. You believe what he tells you and signs and wonders will follow after you. My friend, I guarantee it because that is their purpose to validate that which he has spoken. But people are looking after a sign, a wonder, and a word to validate themselves. And that will only come by divination and not regeneration or salvation or consecration or sanctification or any of the things that please the heart of God and save the souls of men. In Deuteronomy 18.9, it says, when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. 
We are not of the world, but we are in the world and we are called to save the world. But God gives us such a clear warning that when we go out into the world, we are to change the world. The world is not to change us. We are to be the salt that alters everything around it. But if we lose our savor and are unable to change that which is around us, then we are useless and not even worthy to be thrown in the dung. It says, when I send you out, do not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall be found among you no one that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. This was always a representation of child sacrifice, also applicable to abortion. We'll get into that deeper in a later prayer date. Or that useth divination or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee to do so. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him shall thou hearken. And this was prophetic of Jesus Christ. This was Moses speaking. And he was saying, though you are going in to take the land, do not become like those in the land. Do not submit to these things. Do not take part in the witchcraft and in the sorcerers, in the culture. Do not participate in the divination and the debauchery. Do not be polluted by the drugs and the witchcraft and the death and the destruction. Do not seek after their ways, their horoscopes, their cards, their palm readers, their mind-altering substances, or their sages. Seek the Lord your God because God is sending you a prophet. God is sending you Jesus Christ and him alone will you seek. Him alone will you get comfort from. From him alone will you get your answer and your solution. From him alone will you overcome anxiety and fear. He has the answer for everything. He is the savior. He is the deliverer. He has come to set the captive free. He is the healer. He can do all things if you believe and call upon his name and trust in him. And then all the things that you need will follow after because he will equip you to do the work of the kingdom with all authority, power, dominion, and might. But do we believe it or do we believe the report of the land? Do we believe more in the core of the common culture than we do in the power of our Christ? Let us pray. God, we come before you and we stand with authority against this spirit of witchcraft, against the lies that it brews in the minds of your people. Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way. Lord Jesus, we seek your face. We seek your name. We seek your wisdom. God, we come to you for our peace. You are the Prince of Peace. We come to you who is our healer and our comforter and our strong tower by which we run into and the righteous are saved. God, we trust in you. We love you 
in you. God, we will follow no other voice. We will not be manipulated. We will not be deceived. We will not be confused. We will not walk in divination. We will not come into agreement with witchcraft in any form or fashion. We will not allow the spirit of rebellion to overtake the children in our households because we have allowed them to idolize witchcraft and wizards and sorcery and the things of the culture and the nation because we were never meant to participate or partake in the things of the world, but we were meant to change the world and not allow the world to change us. We were meant to be the ones that alter the environment. We are meant to be the salt that changes that which it is sprinkled upon. God, we come into this world as your light and the darkness must flee in the face of it. We are not dressing up like the world, God. We are not speaking like the world. We are not believing like the world. We are not using the tools of Egypt. God, we are not putting our trust in chariots, but we are putting our trust in the name of the Lord. We are putting our faith in you. And as we stir up a faith in you and all that you can do, let it break the spell that the enemy has put on the minds of the people, the control, the deceit, the manipulation that causes them to be brought into error. It is witchcraft. It is sorcery. Oh, church of Galatia, who has bewitched you? We break the curse in the name of Jesus. When people come into agreement with these things and submit their will to it, they bring themselves under a curse. So I come in the name of Jesus and I break the curse. I say in the name of Jesus that I do not agree with these lies, deceits, and manipulations. They will not hold my mind. They will not hold my future. They will not hold my body in bonds in the name of Jesus, but I am set free and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I pray that every person praying this will pray it for their family, will pray it for their church. Lord, that the blinders be broken off, that this lie of witchcraft be broken off of the hearts and souls and minds of the people, that those who are incited into rebellion would see that it is a manipulation meant to destroy them and their generation because it spreads like a plague. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we come against every work of witchcraft that comes in the form of formicaea in the name of Jesus. We come against that spirit of witchcraft in the streets in the name of Jesus. We come against it in the schools and in the prisons. That means to take away the heart and mind of a generation. We come against that spirit of witchcraft that manifests through the use of drugs to, to tear down the walls and defenses of a people that they can be so easily overrun and manipulated by the enemy that allows for every other spirit to come in. We come out of agreement with it in the name of Jesus. We take authority and we say, get ye behind me, Satan. You get out of the people. You get off of the people. You get away from the people in the name of Jesus. You lied to them. You deceived them. You spoke to them through the words of someone they thought had authority and you manipulated and you got in and you used something that they thought was good for them and it was not so in the name of Jesus we take authority and we cast you out now you are not welcome you have no authority you have no right you have no place any longer you have been found out and you have been cast out and you must restore everything that you stole from them in the name of Jesus the word of God says that when the enemy is caught when the thief is found out he must 
us restore what has been stolen. We rebuke the devourer in the name of Jesus that destroys families and homes and hearts and the lives of children in the name of Jesus because of substance abuse, because of alcoholism, because of drug abuse, because of pharmaceutical abuse in the name of Jesus. I say that every family must be restored and we stand in authority that the power of this curse be broken off of our nation and off of our families and off of our children and off of our elders that they have the mind of Christ again that their temples be cleansed that the pollution be completely washed away we're calling for the blood of Jesus we're calling for the river of God we're calling for a flow of your Holy Spirit because it's going to take a mighty move of your Holy Spirit to do a work against this spirit of witchcraft in the name of Jesus we come against it in its straightforward form that speaks and spells and incantations that sets itself in rebellion against the name and will of God that moves against God's people and we bind it and we rebuke it and we break every power of it and cast it into the pits of hell in the name of Jesus Christ because it is our prerogative to do so. We are the children of the Most High God and we have all authority of power and dominion against every work of hell in the name of Jesus. We come against every lying tongue. The Bible says that we curse every lying tongue because this is the heritage of the children of the Lord. Now we We do not curse men, Lord. We pray deliverance. We pray salvation and we pray blessing on them. But the spirit that is controlling those lies, you are cursed at the root in the name of Jesus. We lay the ax to it. We cut it down and we cast it out. God, we cancel every curse that is spoken by people who are moving in witchcraft, though they do not realize that it's witchcraft. Because many speak with a manipulative tongue and many spread deceit and deception and many are praying soulish prayers, selfish prayers against the saints thinking that they're praying to God, but they're praying out of their own emotions and they're actually praying against your will or against your people. And that is witchcraft, though they do not realize it. They are being led of another spirit to speak curses against your people. So God, we cancel those curses now and we pray the blinders be removed and we pray conviction on the heart that they would open up to your word and see a correction and that they would get on a new path and that they would pray a new way and that there would be power that they would begin to fight for the people and not against the people that they would begin to fight for your ministers and not against your ministers that they would begin to fight for the congregation and not with the congregation I come against gossip I come against slander I come against envy I come against jealousy I come against that divisive tongue in the name of Jesus I cancel every power and venom of it in the name of Jesus I tear down every vine that comes to choke up the seeds and the saplings that are planted in the house of God. God, we stand against the glorifying of the demonic in the culture that is trying to grab grip on an entire generation. God, I pray for wisdom and discernment in the children of this nation, that they would seek after godly things, that they would model their life after the scriptures and not after what they see on TV and in social media and at the movies, Lord. God, we pray that you awaken the minds of the people of God to guard the hearts and the eye gates and the ears 
ear gates of their children and not allow them to be polluted, not allow them to participate in the things of the world that are meant to glorify all which you have condemned. Lord, that glorifies witchcraft, that glorifies death, that glorifies violence, that glorifies sorcery that glorifies rebellion, that glorifies pride. I pray exposure on it in the name of Jesus and I pray conviction in the hearts of the parents and conviction in the hearts of the children. And if the hearts of the children are more supple than that of the parents, then Lord, convict the children that they may convict the parents. Bring up a generation who will take a stand, those who will be holy, set apart, though it will cause that spirit to rise up against them. Let them be bold. God, raise up a Joshua generation that would stand in the truth and say, choose ye this day whom you will serve because you can't serve two masters. You're going to serve the God of this world or you're going to serve the God of Isaac, Jacob, Abraham, and Moses. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.